Hi, I'm Casey Hobbs. And I'm Shane Mason. And we're the hosts of Nurse Talk Radio. Please join us for this special edition podcast. Acid reflux in children? Dr. Jamie Kaufman is with us today to talk about what every parent should know about reflux in infants, children, and teens. Dr. Kaufman is a frequent guest on Nurse Talk and is one of the world's leading authorities on reflux. For more than three decades, Dr. Jamie Kaufman's groundbreaking research and writing have focused on acid reflux as it affects the voice and respiratory system. Dr. Kaufman is the founder and director of the Voice and Reflux Institute of New York. She is the author of the best-selling book, Dropping Acid, The Reflux Diet Cookbook and Cure, and her latest book is Acid Reflux in Children. Dr. Kaufman, welcome to Nurse Talk. It's great to have you back with us. Thank you. It's great to be here. Well, I just wanted to tell you that I've shared your book with uh, many of my friends and family members, and they love it. You know, so many nurses suffer from this uh, disease and didn't even know that they did. Uh, So thank you for that. It's been very helpful. So, Dr. Kaufman, what prompted you to write this book? Well, this is actually a cycle. This is the fourth in a series of books written for the general public about acid reflux, which I uh, would argue is the biggest black hole in healthcare today. I think we probably spend $200 billion a year to get it wrong. Um, allergies, sinus disease, asthma, and many diagnoses um, are incorrect and actually due to reflux. And so the four books, Dropping Acid, was written to say, you know, not too much soda pop, not too much soft drinks, not too much acid for refluxers. And then I wrote a chronic cough enigma because chronic cough is one of the most common Symptoms for both adults and children, four weeks cough is chronic cough. Dr. Kaufman's acid reflux diet was about what what we've learned since the writing of the first book and also included vegan and gluten-free recipes which were requested. And then finally, we felt compelled to write this book on children. And um, it's so big, it's invisible. We need to educate people about what reflux in children looks like. And Jamie, adults and children experience different symptoms with acid reflux. What are some of the common symptoms in adults versus children? Well, in adults, uh, the single most common symptom is the chronic throat clearing, too much throat mucus, post-nasal drip, a hoarseness, particularly morning hoarseness, the sensation of a lump in the throat, difficulty swallowing, and then all of the breathing problems, including asthma, and um, uh, sinus problems as well. So really, any any parts of the respiratory system, the ears, nose, throat, um, voice box, and breathing tubes and lungs can be affected by reflux. The thing that needs, needs to be pointed out uh, clearly is that at least half of adults have silent reflux, so they don't know they have it because they don't have heartburn and indigestion. With children, they all have silent reflux. Children aren't going to tell you I have heartburn, indigestion, or, or those such symptoms. In children, the most common symptoms are cold that never goes away, the chronic mm-hmm. nasal congestion, a raspy voice, poor sleeping, uh, complaining of chronic sore throat. And, of course, asthma is the big one. Uh, asthma and allergies are the two most common misdiagnoses in American life. In regard to asthma, it's worth making a specific clarification. Asthma is trouble getting air out of the lungs. The the tubes inside the lungs become swollen, and an asthma sufferer can't get the air out. But many people complain of trouble getting air in. Of course, they're treated for asthma anyway, 
But trouble getting air in, that's reflux. And so in the throat, there are the receptors, and the acid causes the airway to close down, and then they have trouble breathing. And so uh, if you have trouble getting air in or your child has trouble getting air in, I think reflux, particularly silent reflux. Okay, so why is acid reflux so difficult for pediatricians to diagnose? Are they they're just not looking for it? Because I know with the you know fast food diet and soda, this is a relatively new in the last 20, 30 years. Is that one of the reasons? Why, why is it that it's not on their radar to look for this? Well, I don't know how to look for it. Um, f- first of all, the gastroenterologist uh, stick a, a, a scope or a tube down in the esophagus, and that doesn't tell you whether you've got reflux or not. It just tells you whether you've got esophageal disease. And so um, the pediatrician doesn't have the ability uh, to do a, a really comprehensive throat examination and even uh, ENTs, uh, many of them have not been trained to recognize a respiratory reflux or reflux in the respiratory tract. So this is an area that requires parents to sort of, you know, wise up, think about this. Gee, my kid's not getting better on the asthma medication. Gee, my kid's nose has been congested for the last two years. Um, the allergy uh, medication doesn't seem to help. In this particular book, there are two quizzes that parents can take, and uh, it determines whether they have likely reflux in their child or not. And then there's uh, what I call the bad reflux diet quiz, and you can fill in uh, what your child eats and whether it's likely to be a contributing factor. Well, Jamie, it sounds like you have to educate parents so that the parents can ask the questions of the pediatricians. It's true. With all my books, I get letters, uh, emails, almost daily from people thanking me. I read your book, and either I fixed myself or I took it to my doctor, and um, now I'm on the road to recovery. I think it's very important to recognize that reflux is is treatable, it's curable. Uh, The vast majority of people can beat reflux, and uh, if you're taking care of children, you have to be basically disciplined to take care of your child to be able to beat his or her reflux. So true. So do you know why is there so much acid in the food that there is today? Um, I know it's in canned and bottled foods. Why is that? In 1973, following an outbreak of food poisoning, uh, the FDA mandated that everything in a bottle or a can crossing state lines had to be um, somewhat acidic to kill bacteria. You never heard of anybody finding you know, E. coli or getting sick from something in a bottle of soda. Um, Unfortunately, the manufacturers have taken it too far. The FDA never said how much was too much acid. And so almost everything in a bottle or can today, except for still water, has the same acidity as stomach acid. And so this is a big problem for people who have reflux, particularly people with respiratory reflux. Kids should not be drinking juice, should should not be drinking soda, should not be drinking soft drinks, should not be drinking energy drinks. Um, in my home, in my farm, where I have children and grandchildren, we all just drink water. And they're probably much healthier for that. No question. Jamie, some of the symptoms children with reflux can experience include dry swallows, decreased interest in food, breath that smells like sour milk or vomit, and shortness of breath during sports activities. These are pretty serious issues. Breathing problems rise to a higher level of concern and should rise to a higher level of concern. I would make a very aggressive statement that 
in my opinion, based upon experience, based upon some epidemiology, I believe that 70% of respiratory disease in America is reflux-related. By the way, that includes asthma. I mean, if you have asthma and you have reflux, your asthma is worse. So you mentioned exercise-induced reflux. So when people exercise, particularly if they exercise with a full stomach, very often they'll have a reflux, particularly um, during the first half hour of exercise, and then they'll develop shortness of breath. So what are the five acid reflux aliases? There are so many aliases, asthma, allergies, sinus problems, hoarseness, and cough are, are the most, and postnasal drip, by the way, there, there's a six. If your child can't breathe out of their nose all the time, and by the way, my head in children also ear infections, tonsillitis, mm-hmm. and um, uh, I go back to that whole question of sore throat. If your child is having these symptoms and doesn't have a fever, then it's unlikely to be viral. So you've talked about in your home for your grandkids and your children that they drink water. What do you think about alkaline water? Is that something that people should encourage? Alkaline water is a great secret. Um, Almost everything in nature is either neutral or somewhat acidic. So, for example, on our reflux diet, we don't recommend citrus at all, no citrus. But alkaline water, the word alkaline is the opposite of acid. And so alkaline will neutralize acid. It turns out that water in nature is sometimes alkaline. It has to do with how it trickles through caverns with calcium phosphate and so on. But alkaline water is particularly useful. We first learned about it about 10 years ago now because we had some adult patients who said, by the way, I started drinking this brand of water and my reflux got better. So the alkaline water actually kills the enzymes and neutralizes acid. And it's not just the stomach we're talking about. We're talking about in the throat, in the esophagus, the swallowing tube, and so on. And so alkaline water can be used as a partial treatment, and um, it, it, it helps in pH balancing. So let's just say you're going to have something that's rather acidic, and if you wash it down with alkaline water, not so much a problem. And by the way, alkaline water is usually labeled on the bottle. Um, We recommend alkaline water of about pH 8.8 or higher. Um, There are lots of brands around um, in, in most stores now. Great. If you've just joined us, we've been talking with Dr. Jamie Kaufman about her new book, Acid Reflux in Children. Jamie, what do you hope to have happen when people read this book? What's your goal? Well, I think, first of all, there's a revolution going on. You know, the food industry and the healthcare industry and the drug industry, I mean, all of these industries are in a duplicitous way keeping people sick. There is a group of people that are now looking very carefully at what constitutes a healthy diet and lifestyle. And uh, among those groups, the biggest groups are actually millennials. Um, millennials are going uh, vegan um, by the millions. Um, you save yourself, you save the planet, you say screw you to the evil corporations, as it were, and, um, and it's cheaper. So there is a big movement now, maybe a quarter of the nation really beginning to reject what we call the Western diet, which is really the American diet, the fast food diet, um, the uh, you know, high fat, high sugar, high salt you know, snack diet and so on. 
Well, that would be great. So what are some of the most common reflux trigger foods children may be eating now? Well, the first reflux trigger food is anything that's given before bed. Children should absolutely not have bedtime snacks. You should have an early dinner with your children, and then that's when they have their bath, their homework, their television, and then go to bed with a quiet stomach. So number one recommendation for parents is no bedtime snacks. The second thing is to absolutely take a look at how much fast food you're eating and to try to limit fast food. Try to specifically limit, you know, this is going to be a surprise for you, a processed meat. I'm sure there are thousands, perhaps millions of people sending their children to school every day with sandwiches with processed meat. Um, according to the World Health Organization, a processed meats are class one carcinogens in the same category as cigarette smoking and plutonium. So processed meats, um, minimize soft drinks, uh, keep uh, juice out of the house, keep ice cream out of the house, keep cookies out of the house. Those are things you go out for for a treat. The recommendation across all of the societies in terms of healthy diet um, is five servings of fruits and vegetables a day per person. So that's children and adults alike. You know, your new book includes some simple and easy-to-follow recipes, which are very helpful. So why did you decide to include them in the book? Well, you know, one of the things that we'd like to encourage is to have children be involved in going shopping. Um, Most of the good stuff is around the outside of the store, not in the middle of the store. I saw there was a thing on the news that many of the breakfast cereals have heavy metals in them, including Mm -hmm. lead. Um, that the healthiest stuff is around the periphery. And so to go with your child and let your child select the fruits and vegetables that he or she thinks that they would like to particularly like to try new ones and be involved in cooking. And so the whole idea of having healthy food in the refrigerator, what else do we include? Red apples, avocados, bananas, um, all the leftover bananas that are starting to turn. Um, get peeled, broken up, and thrown in the freezer for, for smoothies. Bananas are very good for refluxes, by, by and large. So, you know, that this whole question of, you know, what to eat is really a family activity that deserves a sit-down discussion at some point, particularly if everyone's sick. We've been talking with Dr. Jamie Kaufman. Her new book is Acid Reflex in Children, and it's available on Amazon.com at bookstores everywhere. And for more information about Dr. Kaufman's work, you can visit voiceinstituteofnewyork.com. Dr. Kaufman, thank you so much for being with us today, and thank you for writing this wonderful book. It'll be helpful to many. Thank you, Emma. For more information about this topic, visit nursetalksite.com. 